God has a plan for your life. You're not random. You're not an accident. Okay? God formed you with his own hands. Come on, you're not some blob of plasma. You are a person and you have a purpose. You have an identity. There's nobody on earth like you. Huh? When God made you, he said, I'll never do that again. All right? Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. He said, I'll never do that again. And he never did. You are unique. Your DNA is unique. Your fingerprint is unique. Your, your, your eye retina is unique. Everything about you is unique. God made you special. Hallelujah. And he put inside of us a purpose. And he put inside of us destiny. And so we just need to find out what that is. And so Jesus, and, and actually we'll start in Luke chapter 3, the end of it, and then go into Luke chapter 4. Jesus was baptized, and look at what happened exactly at his baptism. Verse 21 says, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was open, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. God says these words, this voice, audible voice that everyone could hear. This voice came from the heavens and said, You are my beloved Son. And in you I am well pleased. Jesus at that moment was identified for the very first time on this earth. He was identified as God's son from God himself. Publicly for, for everyone to hear. You're my son. Luke chapter 4 verse 1 talks about Jesus being led into the wilderness immediately after this moment. Now, I've been reading this verse for several weeks, and somebody came up to me the other day, a few weeks ago, after service, and they said, uh, you were talking about Jesus being tempted by turning stone to bread. What happened? I mean, he really didn't know. He had never read that verse before. I mean, what happened? I said, you'll have to come back because I'll read it. So today we're going to find out what happened when Jesus was tempted, all right? Luke chapter 4, verse number 1 says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Listen to that little phrase. Was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil, and in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, if you are the Son of God. Come on now. Immediately the devil came to try to challenge his identity. And he does the same with us. See, the battle we're facing really isn't over the sin and the stronghold and, and, and the devil trying to get you to, to just trip up and mess up. It's so much bigger than that. The devil is not just trying to get you to fall into some sort of temptation so that your life will be in a little bit of chaos or so that you'll be taking a step backwards from the plan of God. The devil wants to do more than that. He wants to steal your identity, who you are in Christ. And so he says to Jesus, if you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. 
Then the devil, taking him up on the high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you and their glory. For this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of a temple and said to him, Again, listen to this phrase, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, It has been said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. This was the temptation of Jesus. The devil knows that Jesus has been identified as the Son of God, comes immediately to try to steal that identity, to try to take from him his purpose, his destiny, the plan of God for Jesus' life while he's here on this earth. The devil wants to rob that from him. He wants to do the same for you today. He wants to take from you your identity, your purpose, your destiny. And so he throws at Jesus every temptation that he has. 1 John chapter 2 says this, For all that is in the world... Verse 15, for all that is in the world. Somebody say all. All. All that is in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. It is not from the Father. It is of the world. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, it is not of the Father. It is of the world. This is what the world has. Listen, this is all the world has. Everything. And Jesus, the Bible says, was tempted in all points. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. But listen to this. In how many points? All points. Say all. All points. He was tempted every point. How many points? Three of them. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. That's all of them. Every sin you could ever try to come up with, everything you could ever think of, every sin that has ever been committed in the history of the world falls into one of three categories. Lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Name a sin. Just name any sin out there, and it's going to fall into one of these three categories. And Jesus was tempted in all points. See, we, we try to come up with a top ten list. Well, I mean, you got, you know, adultery and fornication and homosexuality and abortion. You know, we come up with our conservative top ten, huh? And we don't include the things that we're doing. We include the things other people are doing, right? 
Because we don't want ours to be in the top ten. So we said, well, you know, I mean, we say these are little sins versus the big sins. And, and we come up with these lists. God doesn't do lists. He does categories. Huh? And every sin out there falls into one of those categories. It's either the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And look at how Jesus was tempted. Command this stone to become bread. Lust of the flesh. Huh? I'll give you. Showed him all the kingdoms of the world. I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. He showed it to him. Lust of the eyes. Huh? Throw yourself down. Huh? You could fly. Come on. R. Kelly, you could fly. I believe you can. Just, just get up. Pride of life. And in 2017, we've had decades now of the internet, we've now had years and years of social media, and the internet and social media has ramped up these temptations, because with every lustful image, huh, with every, every scene, everybody's life that, that looks so much better than yours, huh, and with every selfie and every post that is all about you, it's the lust of the flesh Lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Huh? Because it's all saying, look at me. It's all about me. Huh? And so we are facing this battle and these temptations that come our way, and Jesus faced them, and it's nothing new. It's been since the beginning of time. Eve faced them, but when Eve faced them, she failed. Because it says in Genesis chapter 3, verse number 6. Let me just read Genesis chapter 3, verse number 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she gave it to her husband, and he also ate. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Eve was tempted in all points. The Bible says Jesus was tempted in all points, yet without sin. Eve was tempted in all points, yet she did sin. What was the difference? What was the difference between how Jesus overcame and how Eve gave in? There has to be some sort of difference. Well, if you look closely, you'll see exactly what took place. There are two things that took place that Jesus did that Eve failed to do. And one of them is clear, of course. We don't know exactly what was going on in Eve's world concerning the first one. But the first one that we know that Jesus did, before the temptation came, Jesus fasted and he prayed. Hallelujah. Wouldn't you like some other remedy? I mean, wouldn't there be just some other, isn't there some sort of, you could overcome temptation in six weeks, right? You can take this pill, and it's a isn't there some sort of, of better, easier way? No, Jesus did it this way, and it's the only way. He fasted and he prayed. There's no other way around it. Listen to what it says. Jesus was led into the wilderness to fast and to pray. Why? Because the devil 
was coming. Now, who knew the devil was coming? The Bible says the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness because he knew the devil was coming to steal his identity, to tempt him, to try to give him to get, try to get him to give in, right? And so the devil came at him, but Jesus was prepared because he was led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit tugged at his heart. He was baptized. Voice comes from heaven. You're my beloved son. The Holy Spirit says, mm, the devil's coming now. He's coming. How many of you know the devil doesn't just sit still? He doesn't just sit back and go, oh, they've started to pray and fast. I'll just leave them alone for a while, and I'll take this year off. You know, the devil's not going to take 2017 off. Let me try that again. I said, the devil's not going to take 2017 off. He still hates you. He still wants to destroy you. He still is after your kids, after your future, after your finances. He's still after your health. He's not taking any time off. We better be ready. We better prepare ourselves. That's why we take the beginning of every year, 21 days to fast and pray, because we know that the devil is coming. And so the Holy Spirit tugs at our heart and says, hey, it's time to get ready ready. Hallelujah. Now, some people just miss it. But listen, the Holy Spirit knows what's going to happen in March. Huh? You don't know what's going to happen in March. You think you know, but you don't really know what's going to happen. You don't know what June is going to look like. You don't know what August is going to look like. You don't know what phone calls are coming your way, what emails are coming your way, what relationships are coming in and out of your life. You don't know exactly what's going to happen. Listen, we try to plan our year. We try to look ahead. But only God knows exactly what is going to happen. He sees everything from the beginning to the end. He's finished before he even starts. He got your year mapped out. And he knows the devil is going to come And so he's leading you even this final week to fast and to pray. Hallelujah. So that when the devil comes, we're ready. Huh? We have fasted. We have prayed. The devil, listen, you can't take anything from me. I know who I am in Christ. I know that I, 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 the greater one is living on the inside of me. I know that, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Listen, I know that I'm a child of God. I'm not an orphan. I'm not a slave. I've broken that slave mentality off of my life. Listen, there's no temptation that the Holy Spirit cannot make a way of escape. Listen, I'm going over and not under. Hey, I'm the head and not the tail. Come on, somebody. I believe this is my year, and devil, you're not taking it from me. Somebody say amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. This is my year. So he fasted and he prayed. What's the second thing he did? The second thing is he refused to stay quiet. He just refused to stay quiet. Eve did, though. For years and years, I've been teaching this church about how to win the word war because there's a war. And I said several weeks ago that your voice is the most powerful thing you own. Your voice is the most powerful thing you own. And Eve was tempted, and listen to the temptation. Listen to how it went. Eve was walking. There was a tree there. There were two trees Huh? The tree of life, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the devil said, 
What happened next? Eve said, no, no, no. God has said, no touchy. And then the devil said, no, 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 no. And then Eve never said another word. Eve went quiet. And the next thing you know, she grabbed the fruit, she ate of it. Listen to how it went differently for Jesus. Right? See, Eve was tempted in all points. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes. What's the third one? The pride of life. She was tempted in all points, just like Jesus was. But look at how Jesus went differently. Jesus was in the wilderness. huh? He's fasting and he's praying. The devil didn't back off. The devil went right at him. The devil went at him, and the Bible says, and the devil said. Huh? What happened next? Jesus said. Huh? Then the devil didn't give up. No, the devil came back, and the devil said. And then Jesus said. And then the devil said. And then Jesus said. Huh? And then the devil fled. Listen, if the devil would have said again, Jesus would have said again. If the devil would have said something else, Jesus would have said something else. Come on, somebody, you got to get the last word. I said you have to get the last word. Some of you are good at that. You have to get the last word. You can't let the devil have the last word. You've got to speak the word of God over your life. You've got to get the word of God inside of you. You've got to say, hey, listen, I've got to memorize these scriptures. I've got to get this on the inside of me because there's a real devil coming. And when he comes, I've got to be ready. Amen? I've got to be ready. I've got to speak the word of God. And Jesus said it's written. And Jesus said it's written. And Jesus said it's written. And if the devil would have said something else, Jesus would have come up with another one. Bring it on, devil. I got a scripture for every temptation you try to throw my way. Hallelujah. He fasted and he prayed and he refused to stay quiet. And then later, he lifted his voice and he said things like this. Oh, I am the way and the truth and the life. I am the light of the world. I, I've come for a purpose to seek and to save that which was lost. Huh? Listen, he, he later on said, listen, nobody comes to the Father but through me. Hey, for this reason was I born. This is why I've come. Listen, I didn't come to condemn the world. I've come to save the world. Jesus, from that moment on, began to talk about his purpose in life. What's your purpose? Can you articulate it? Can you, can you speak it out? Do you, do you know why you were born? But can, can you put words to it? Jesus could because he won the battle that the enemy brought his way. And he did it through fasting and praying. Amen? So we just have to understand there's a real flesh out there. James chapter 2, and this isn't on the screen, but, but let me just tell you a little bit about it. James chapter 2 says that, that when we are tempted, we are led away by our, what? Own desires. Say own, own. Our own, not the devil's, come on now, our own desires. And it says this exactly, James chapter 2 says, we, when we are tempted... You're not tempted by God. You're tempted by your own desires. And then it says this, and enticed. That word enticed is the word bait. 
It's the Greek word for bait. In other words, it means this. The devil is setting a trap for your flesh. He is setting a trap for your eyes, and he is setting a trap for your pride. It's just a trap. And and it's going to happen maybe this week. Huh? It's going to happen this month. It might happen before you leave church today. Huh? We know that the devil tries to set us up with these traps. He is baiting a, a, a trap for you to fall into. And there's no other method, pattern, principle that we find in the Word of God that causes us to overcome temptation quite like fasting. That's why it's so difficult. Huh? If it was easy, everybody would do it. If it was just easy to skip meals, if it was just easy to go a day without eating, if it was just easy to smell food, huh, cook food, and not be able to partake of it. I remember one time I was fasting, I was making peanut butter and jelly. Come on now, peanut butter and jelly. I was making peanut butter and jelly, and I remember I had peanut butter on my finger, and I was making, and I just had a little bit of peanut butter on my finger. I was like, oh, oh, oh if I could just taste and see that the peanut butter is good. I was, I was so, why? Because it's so hard. But it's not as hard as giving in to temptation and reaping the consequences of a life of sin. Because the Bible says in that same chapter, the very next verse, that when desire is conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin brings forth death. Would you join me this week? Pastor Mark, if you'd come. Would you join me this week? Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. It's the final week of prayer and fasting, or what we call fasting and prayer. We've changed that. It's the final week. And maybe you've jumped in, and we've had people that haven't missed a night, not one night. I know we have people that are fasting the whole time, whole 21 days. Maybe you haven't jumped in yet. Maybe you have never fasted a meal in your lifetime. You've skipped meals, but you've never fasted a meal. There's a difference. Fasting means you set that time aside to pray and to read your Bible, thanking God for the strength to overcome any temptation that the enemy would throw your way. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. We've got just a few more days left. I'm going to give you some different options of how I want you to join in. We've said every week, would you do this? Would you come Friday night and then one additional night? Friday night is the big night. Man, we had a service two days ago. I'm talking about with Bishop Tony Miller. It was unbelievable. We set out extra chairs because we expected a bigger crowd, and then we had to go get more chairs. We had chairs lined down on the aisles. I mean, we had so many people here. And let me tell you, it was a powerful service with Bishop Tony Miller now. It was phenomenal. And I'm expecting an incredible service this Friday. And it's not incredible because of, of who's here, because, listen, last Sunday night we had a powerful service, powerful service. And so we want you to come Friday night and then one extra night, and then we're asking you to come one morning of prayer. 
if you can. I know some people just can't. Their schedules are already at work or, or they, they just can't. There's small kids at the home. You cannot leave. I certainly understand that. But we want to encourage you to try to make it. So here's what you do. If you have fasted three days before, would you join me this week in a five-day fast? If you've done three days before, join me this week in a five-day fast. If you have fasted one day before, would you join me on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday for a three-day fast? If you have to have juice to, to get you through, do it. I do that very often, all right? If you can do water only, great. If you have to have juice, do juice. It's, it's great for you. Stay away from citric, uh, citrus, you know, it's, it's a little uh, hard on your stomach, so choose some different juices. But, and there's lots of information we have on fasting. If you've never fasted before, if you say, oh, Pastor, uh-uh, I've never done that before, would you join me on Wednesday for a one-day fast? One-day fast. Now, if you have some physical limitations, if there's some conditions that you've been diagnosed with, do the Daniel fast for the next five days. And you can find all that information online. Just type in Daniel fast. Everything will come up. And so this is what we want you to do. I believe this, this week we're going to not limp to the finish line. We are going to sprint to the finish line. Amen? We're going to go for it. We're going to say this is a week where we mark something supernatural on a calendar. Amen? I believe it's just going to be powerful. It's just going to be a powerful week. I'm so excited about what God's going to do this week. I want to pray for you today. Would you do this this morning? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Tonight, we're going to have a special service talking about prophetic words that have been spoken over our life as a church. But also I want to encourage you, if you've ever been given a prophecy, if you've never written it down, write down as much as you can this afternoon and bring it tonight. If you have it written down, bring it with you tonight. We're going to pray over words that have been spoken over us. And, and I want to, um, we're going to teach you from the scriptures. It's going to be powerful tonight. Don't miss tonight. But I feel like there's a tugging at hearts today. And it's because the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, I want you to succeed this year. I want, I want this to be your year. I want this to be a year of overcoming. I want this to be a year where, hey, you break through and you break shackles, shackles and, and chains of the past and you go through doors that are filled with purpose and destiny. This is the year when you step into the career that God has assigned for you, the business you start that God has laid up for you. This is the year when, when you get out of debt. This is the year when you walk into health and, 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 and new vitality of life. This is a year when, when your family comes back together. This is that kind of year. And sin is an identity thief and it robs you of your purpose. We need to break that off of our life. Let's pray today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Lord, for this 21 days of prayer and fasting and these final few days, Lord, that we have up until Friday, God, we thank you today, God, that we can 
begin to run with purpose and destiny, moving forward, God. This year is a year to move forward, that we get off the treadmill of life, activity but no movement. God, we want to move forward, Lord, with your plan and your purpose for our life. We want to know who we truly are on the inside. We want to be secure in our identity as a child of God. We want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt so that when temptation comes, we can stand and we can speak like Jesus spoke and we can declare the Word of God and we can walk away from that temptation knowing who we are in Christ and declaring God's purpose over our life each and every moment of each and every day.